Yo, welcome back everybody to another episode of the Gaming Hour podcast, a podcast where me and my best friend David sit down and talk about all things gaming. Now, this isn't going to be a numbered episode. In fact, the episode that you guys are listening to right now is a podcast that me and David recorded last week. Unfortunately, we were kind of busy and we had some things going on, so we didn't get this podcast out in time. Um, but I hope you guys still enjoy it. So enjoy this special bonus episode for free. I mean, all of our podcasts are free, but yeah, enjoy, guys. Peace. Now, we already had E3 this year. We already had Gamescom. PlayStation two weeks ago had their PlayStation Showcase. And uh out of nowhere, NVIDIA of all things, had a leak. So we got even more game announcements. Now, these aren't proper game announcements, so please take these games with a grain of salt, but there's some pretty interesting titles that were uh leaked or discovered by hackers, and I thought me and David would sit down and talk about these games that kind of surfaced. But before we talk about those uh those leaks... David, how's your day been, buddy? Yeah, it's been, been a good day, actually. How's your day been? Uh, it's been pretty interesting, actually. So I went to work just like Hi. a normal day. We're uh, actually recording this pretty early. It's on a Wednesday today. And usually we record for Monday's episode, like on a Friday or a Saturday, maybe a Sunday if we're really yeah. busy. Yeah. But, yeah, it's a Wednesday, so it's like really early for us to record an episode. But, hey, might as well get it get it out of the way. And, yeah. uh, yeah, so I went to work, right, and uh, I got told to come back home, so the servers crashed at my work, and <laughs> obviously, like, with most jobs these days, if you don't have internet, like, you're essentially screwed, and yep. you can't really do most of the jobs at a workplace, so I uh, turned back around. I actually just got off the phone with my girlfriend, um, for those of you guys who don't know, oh, sorry, there goes my dog. Sorry about that. For those of you that don't know, like my girlfriend also works with me. Um, she works the the evening shift, and I just got off the phone with her. And yeah, like it's it's still down. So it'll be very interesting to see what happens tomorrow with me with work. So you might have another day. I, I guess we'll find out. Yeah, I don't know. Apparently they want us to work, but I don't. I don't. I have no clue what they're gonna have like hundreds of people do without wow. you know without any servers, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens, like, there's no way we could be cleaning eight hours or whatever with, like, hundreds of people, like, that place will be spotless, like, there's nothing to really do, <laughs> so, <laughs> I I can't wait to figure out what's going to happen with me tomorrow, but, yeah, I guess, let's get into this, because there's some really, there's some pretty big, juicy titles that got leaked, um, David, like, how did this happen? Like, what's what's kind of the background on this? Like, how did how did all this? Yeah, so what happened was there was one of these old hackers that used NVIDIA Now, which is like NVIDIA's streaming service. It converts your your laptop, iPad, any of your kind of devices into a top of the range gaming PC, so you can play any NVIDIA product. So what happened was someone used an old version of NVIDIA Now and found the back door into the kind of server and then just made the show and got all these titles for the game. So not the best. So 
No. Oh, it's what definitely made some publishers and some companies, developers, oh, yeah. I oh, would yeah. imagine, pretty angry internally, right? I mean, they're not going to come out and say it because if they do, then obviously, you know, the cat's out of the bag, right? Yeah. So everyone's staying quiet about But at the same time, saying, it's you know, it's, blah, blah, it's, blah, it's, it's not real. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's the problem, right? Like, I watch a lot of E3, like, I watch E3 every single year, like, all these big conferences, but there's always leaks that happen before these big events, right? And so whenever I do see something new and fresh, like, when I had no, like, no one's, like, no one ever talked about, like, Wolverine, for example. Like, I had no idea that was going to get shown, like, shown at the PlayStation Showcase, right? And so, like, seeing that, like, blew my mind. So I was like, wow, this is awesome. Like, this is really, really cool. Like, I love those moments. Mm-hmm. Now, sometimes I wish I wasn't, like, as dialed in to, like, the gaming community as I am now. But because, like, I, I would stay away from a lot more, like, a lot of leaks that way if I just wasn't so up to date with everything. But <sighs> hackers are everywhere. They'll uh, they'll get into everything. So it's kind of difficult yeah. to uh, keep anything a surprise these days. Yeah, it really is. It kind of sucks as well because, again, the list is quite strong. But, again, as Josh said, take this with a grain of salt. There's a lot of games on there, I feel, that have already come out or coming out or they've been cancelled or they've not been made yet or they've just not been shown. There's a few games, there's a few interesting ones that says, like, unknown title. So I think that's quite interesting. So there's a few developers, or specifically one, which we'll talk about later, which literally says unknown title, which I think is quite amazing because of all companies to have the unknown title it's like the one that usually gets leaked <laughs> so yeah so do you want to do you want to start you want, you want me to yeah start? yeah i just want to say a few things too like this list was very long of things yeah. that like uh hackers found and there's a few things i want i want to say real quick that there was a bunch of like ps4 exclusive games that showed up on this list like god of war and I think even, like, Ghost Tsushima, like, other things like that. Now, what I will say is that, like, Sony has been playing with the idea of porting their games to the PC. So, like, seeing those things doesn't really shock me much. Yeah, before we do get into this list, guys, like, there's a couple games that were announced. Or not announced, sorry, that, that were on the on the list of, of things that, like, these hackers found. And a bunch of them were, like, PS4 games coming to PC. And I could totally believe that, um, for sure. Because... We've already seen uh, Horizon Zero Dawn come to PC, Death Stranding. Mm-hmm. I won't be shocked if God of War and all that stuff comes to PC. It's only a matter of time. Um, it's just like an extra, like it's an extra revenue stream for Sony. And these games actually do sell quite well on PC. Uncharted is coming to PC, so give it like five years. Sony likes to give their exclusives or five years on their console before they port it over to PC. So I won't be shocked if one day we saw like God of War come to PC in like 2023, 2024. Technically, you can already play it on the PC, but you have to do it a very convoluted way. So because you right. don't play st- PlayStation Now, and that's on PlayStation Now, so you could play it on the PC. So. Right, it's right. Probably, that's like, that's like the, the hack of a hack of a hack way to play it. So. Just wait until it comes to PC because it most likely will show up there. Yeah, for sure, for yeah. sure. So do you want to pick? Because we made a we, again. This list is like there's multiple games, so it's like right. it's not just like a few. So, but I've kind of picked out games specifically to myself, 
and companies that I want to talk about, and I know you've done the same, so... Yeah, you want to yeah, start? So exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like you said, David, there's a lot of games on this list. Again, a lot of things that we already knew about, but we're only going to talk about the games that we kind of want to talk about, things that we thought were interesting and and things like that. Now, yeah, so the company that I really want to talk about is Square Enix. Now, I love Square Enix, especially the uh, PlayStation 1, Super Nintendo era Square Enix. And when Final Fantasy VII came out, I always thought, hey, they did Final Fantasy VII. Like, are they going to bring back other Final Fantasy games and remake those as well? I know a lot of people love Final Fantasy VI. Now, unfortunately, Final Fantasy VI didn't show up on this leak. That would be really... Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. He, Marley, my, my dog just won't stop. But um, he's very excited about Final Fantasy so a lot of people really want Final Fantasy VI, and I could totally see why. Unfortunately, yeah, like like I said, that game's not on the the list that was shown here. I would also love to see like Chrono Trigger be remade, have a remake. Um, you know that Octopath Traveler game on the on the Switch, David? Yes. That has like the really cool like pixelated art style. I would love to see that art style with like Chrono Trigger, and even with like Final Fantasy VI as well. Those games would pop. Like, they would look stunning. But the Final Fantasy games that they did show off, or not show off, sorry, that got leaked, leaked. quote-unquote, quote-unquote yeah. leaked, was Final Fantasy Tactics Remastered and Final Fantasy IX Remake. Now, I find that really interesting because a lot of people love Final Fantasy IX. Um, that was a PlayStation 1 game back in the day, and they kind of brought... Final Fantasy back to its roots, back to its like medieval um, era, where Final Fantasy VII was more steampunk. Final Fantasy IX was definitely back in, in its roots, and a lot of people say Final Fantasy IX is their favorite Final Fantasy game. So to have this game leaked as a remake from the ground up, I think that's very interesting. Now, Final Fantasy Tactics is a pretty cool game as well. Uh, I actually own this. I actually own both these games for the PlayStation One. I didn't really. I, I'm I'm not like a really big tactics kind of guy, but I know a lot of people love Final Fantasy Tactics. So to have that game come back is uh yeah is cool. Is definitely cool. Now I did mention that I love Chrono Trigger and I would love to see that game come back. But the game that did come in the leak or that showed up on the leak, I should say, is Chrono Cross which is the spiritual successor to Chrono Trigger. Um, I don't really know if it's necessarily, like, a sequel to Chrono Trigger, but it it did have, like, the same kind of, like, uh, mechanics and everything like that. Now, Chrono Trigger was a Super Nintendo game, and Chrono Cross is a PlayStation 1 game. And it's interesting that they're bringing that one back. I, I never really played Chrono Cross I don't know what it was about this game. It just never really intrigued me that much. I was a huge fan of Chrono Trigger, and maybe I should give Chrono Cross a, a, a chance. I do own, like, a digital copy of it on my PS3 back, you know, because, like, the PS3, you could buy, like, PS1, like, digital titles and everything like that for, like, dirt cheap. So whatever games I didn't own uh, physically on my PlayStation 1, in my PlayStation 1 library, I just purchased on the PS3 store for, like, a couple bucks. And, uh yeah, so... 
There's a lot. Uh, there's one more game on the Square Enix side that I also want to talk about, and that's Kingdom Hearts 4. Ooh, Kingdom Hearts 4! I I don't have a leg in the in, in, in this race when it comes to talking about Kingdom Hearts. I've never actually played Kingdom Hearts. I know some people either love it or some people hate it. Um, now, I've always loved the idea of Disney crossing over with Square Enix and having, like, this cool mashup. But at the same time, I don't know, it's a little shallow. It's a little shallow for me. Now, to have Kingdom Hearts 4 pop up, David, is pretty interesting because Kingdom Hearts takes a lot. They take a long time for, like, a proper numbered sequel to come out. And so to see Kingdom Hearts 4 show up on this list was very intriguing to me. And out of all the four games here that came out of Square Enix that I'm talking about here, Kingdom Hearts 4 is probably years and years away, in my opinion. Now... Kingdom Hearts 3 came out in early, like, I'm talking about, like, January of 2019, so it's not that old. But Kingdom Hearts 2 came out in 2005. So there was a 14-year gap between Kingdom Hearts 2 and Kingdom Hearts 3. And in between that that time, they kept doing, like, Kingdom Hearts 1, you know, uh, 2.5, 2.8, like, all these side games... Like, they were just milking the Kingdom Hearts series. And so to see Kingdom Hearts 4 come out directly after Kingdom Hearts 3, I just have a hard time believing. Like, I could totally see a Kingdom Hearts 3.5, 3.8 before they get to 4. Like, is there anything on here that speaks to you at all, David? No. Square <laughs> no. okay. for me, I know you say you like them, but they yeah. ruined the Avengers for me, so they could fuck themselves. So, fuck you, Square Enix. Wow, that's like, yeah, that's like iOS Montreal. I mean, it's still under the Square Enix, like, uh, umbrella. It's still under the same umbrella, yeah. They got handed the golden key of games or or IPs, and then they took a shit on it and went, hey, fuck you, Avenger fans. Like, do you want to fly around as Iron Man? Nope. Do you want to... Throw your hammer as Iron Man, as Thor. Yeah. Yes, Thor, yes, but it's shit. Ruined one of my. Now they're trying to throw their their hands at you know um, Guardians of the Galaxy, Herbal and Herbal that Herbal game's Herbal. coming out really soon, and it just doesn't have a whole lot of buzz around it. And I think that game's going to be a flop, personally. See, yeah, I'm different. I think that game might actually be quite good because <laughs> I, wow. like, I see a lot of gameplay about it, and everyone's saying the exact same thing. The thing you didn't like about Avengers, they fixed. So you know how you could flip constantly between Avengers? Now you've got one guy and they made them work. So Star-Lord works. So you know what? I don't like Square Enix. I'm never, I'm never going to like them. So Sure, it doesn't speak to you. I, I see. I love their games. I mean, they're an iconic company. For me, especially the older Final Fantasy games really speak to me. And so to see these games show up on a on a list like this, I have to take it with a huge grain of salt, but I would love to see them come back as well. So, yeah, Kingdom I, Hearts Four is the one for me where I'm like, uh, they take way too long making Kingdom Hearts, and when they do, like, they milk the hell out of that franchise with all their side cool. games and like point five 
Mickey Mouse is there, you get some Donald, get Goofy, like, yo, that's banging, like, Disney's there. Yeah, you literally need to watch, like, a 30-minute YouTube video just to even have, like, an idea of what's going on in Kingdom Hearts, because it's such a complicated game in terms of, like, the storyline and all the characters and how they all connect and everything like that. Like, Kingdom Hearts just hasn't, I don't know, for whatever reason, it just never really spoke to me. But I know some, again, like, it's very polarizing. You either love it or you hate it, and... Yeah, I'm kind of in that middle where I've never really gave it like a proper shot. I I own some of the games. I think I I purchased like Kingdom Hearts like I have one of the PS3 ones when they first did. I think I own like 2.5 maybe or something like that. It has like Kingdom Hearts one and two and some th- DS or 3DS one in like one package, and I just never opened it. It's still sealed on my shelf just because I got it for super cheap, and I was like, oh, that's a pretty cool package for, like, 10 bucks. Like, sure, why, why not? But I just never even felt compelled to open it. So we'll see what happens with those titles. I think it's very interesting that they showed up on the list because none of that stuff was ever even mentioned before. So to see all of those games by Square Enix show up on this list is pretty interesting to me. But, yeah, David, well, what do you have on your list? Like, what do you want to talk about from this league? Oh, I would like to talk about Valve. So Valve's been leaked that Half-Life 2 Remastered is apparently in works. I do not think this is a thing. <laughs> uh, just because, again, the first Half-Life 2 came out on 16th of November 2004. So what has happened in the last, like, 17 years where they thought, you know what, I think it's this is the time to get like Half-Life 2 remastered as a thing. Like, don't get me wrong, Half-Life 2 is probably one of the best games made. Like, it is a phenomenal game. Like, the Half-Life series by itself, if you've not played it, just put the podcast down right now and go play it. Um, it's, it's, it's a great game. And I think it deserves a remastered, but is it going to happen? I don't think so, because the thing is, is Valve don't like making games anymore. Like, they're a great publisher, they're a great developer, but they don't make games. Like, the last also, game- it's one thing about making games, David, but it's also making remasters. They've never remastered anything. But a remaster's easier. That's the thing. Like, no, I know, but they've never done that before. It's not. And again, there's a, there's a first for everything, but yeah, yeah, it's interesting that Half-Life 2 is on this list. Yeah, and that, no, well, that's the thing is, like, again, the, the last game they made was the Alex game for the VR. Half-Life Alex, yeah. yeah. In 2020. And that game is phenomenal. Like, I've never played it, unfortunately, but, like, it's on my list of, like, things I would like to play in the future. Um, but the thing is, is, like, the only reason I think Valve actually made that game is because... They are the one of the people that want to push like push technology to its highest threshold. Like, just hear me out here, right? So, mm-hmm. like, look at look at um Alex the Alex game. That is the first game, technically, in my view, that's the that is a full length VR game. Like, it's about eight hours long that you can play from start to finish. And you probably want to play it start division to finish using the VR. Everyone's called out they want that game to be on consoles, but will Valve do it? No, they will not. Because they want to push technology as far as it can possibly go. 
like Half-Life 2 as well, for example, like the orange box was probably one of the best packages for a game ever. Like it gave you Portal 1, which was one of the best games. It gave you Half-Life 2, which is another phenomenal game. And it gave you Team Fortress 2, which was, I feel like that game is more of a PC. You can play it on consoles, but it's PCs where it's that kind of thing. And that game was phenomenal. The thing is, Valve are the type of people that just try and push technology as much as possible. And the more I say this, the more I'm like, you know what, I could actually see Valve making a true remastered of Half-Life 2 using their new updated Source engine, like if they're actually updating the Source engine and showing what it could be. Like, Half-Life 2, if everyone has not played it, it's, it's not, it's not that good. It's not, it's not the best looking game. Like, again, sure. it's running, it's not running an old Source engine. And the thing is, the Source engine's been around since like, 1997 or something like that. So it's an an old engine. But imagine they update the graphic fidelity on it. The the physics are fine. You don't have to update anything on that. Just update update the graphic fidelity on it and update your textures, your lighting. Throw some ray tracing in there. (laughs) Uh, And then they give you a full package. Like I feel like that would bring back the hype for Valve because the thing is, is like do you want to think of the game developers anymore? Do you think of Valve? No. No. No one does. Because Valve is the only thing everyone would associate with Valve now is Steam. Because they're right Steam Deck. Yeah. But that's a console. Like, I don't think yeah. Valve would be known as, like, making consoles. Well, like, I have a question for you, David. Hi. Do you think Half-Life Alex is going to be on the PlayStation VR 2? So, Sony's working on their second... No. version of the PlayStation VR for the PS5, do you think no. that game will come to PS5? Definitely no. not. Wow, so, okay. I think it's because Valve don't play well with others. Like, they put out, like, again, they put the orange box out in the consoles. Everything else in the other games is, like, they don't like to share, like, VR technology they don't like to share. They, they they don't share any of their assets. Like I can't think of another game that uses the Source engine. Like any other game uses Source, can't think of it off the top of my head that isn't a Valve game exclusive. Can't think of anyone. Like that's the thing. I feel like mm-hmm. Valve aren't really good at sharing. They're the ones that like to do it and then like make it look good. And they're like, hey, like look what we did. Like this is dope kind of thing. And then everyone's like, oh yeah, like I like this kind of thing. And then. They take credit for it, and that's not bad. Like, there's a lot of developers that, like, like Epic, for example, like they like to push out their Unreal Engine nonstop. Like, I don't know. It's one of those things. I think they won't share it, and I do. No, actually, the more I think of it, I think I could actually see a Half-Life remastered if it came to consoles. Like, yo, I'll be buying, but I, I don't know. Like, I think Valve have to get back in the game because the thing is, Valve don't like the number three. Like, there's never been a, a, a three to any other games. Like, and I think, like, Valve may be working theoretically on Half-Life 3. They may be working on Portal 3, um, <laughs> Team Fortress 3. Like, <laughs> they might be working on all these games. But will we ever see the light of day? Will they ever see the light of day? Probably not. Which sucks. Like, they might. And if they do, I think they'll sell, like, hotcakes because everyone wants to know what happened after Half-Life Episode 2 because that left on such a bombshell. Like, 
I thought you you know have you, have you played that game or no? No, you don't. I've played, I've some, played of some of it. Yeah, but you never got to the end, did you? No. No, no the end is like oh like it gives you like goosebumps. You're like, oh shit. Because technically Half Life Alex leads on from that kind of thing. So it's, it's an alternate universe. So technically it talks about the ending of Half Life episode two. So it's interesting. But the other thing is, do you know what the Valve employee handbook is? I was curious. I wrote this down to see if you know anything about this. Yeah, I saw this in the notes, and I have no idea what that means. What is the Valve employee handbook? Yeah. So Valve made an its employee handbook in 2012, right? So Valve are the most like laid-back game developer. So say, for example, you work on a game, Josh. I'm going to give you... I don't fucking know. Here's Spider-Man. You're going to work on this for the next five years of your life, right? Okay. That's your life for the next five years. Nothing else. You're just going to be making Spider-Man, right? See, right. Valve, they don't get put on projects. They do what they want. So there's, there's nothing. They, they can flick from one project to another. So one day I could be working on Portal 3, and another day I could work on Half-Life 3. I would never be on one team. I would never be on any development cycle. And I think it's the worst way to make games because Gabe Newell is like he's a man he is the man when it comes to like game publishers and game guys Gabe Newell he's the man he said I'd rather my employees be happy than work on a pile of shit (laughs) he's literally quoted and said that he said I'd rather a game take six years and three years than my employees be unhappy and that's why I respect Gabe Newell like he is the man he came up and said here's an employee handbook Follow this, and they said at the end, at the end of it, there's a final page that says you don't really have to follow the handbook. It all contradicts itself, so you could literally be working on different games every single day and have fun doing it. Because the thing is, is when you're programming and you're having fun, you're going to make the game better. Like if you've been working on a game for the last five years, you're going to hate the game. You're just going to be hating the fact that you're programming for this game for five years. You're just like. Yeah, it could be a great game, but it could also be a pile of shit, and you could just hate that you're working on it. But if you're working on anything you want, like, I think that's just quite interesting. So. No, that's cool. I mean, it does take forever for games to come out that way, and maybe that's why we haven't seen a game come out of Valve in a long, long time, you know, with yeah. Half-Life Alex being, like, the exception. Yeah. And you know what, that game... But unfortunately, with, like, most game developers, this just not something that can happen. Like, that that employee handbook, That I mean, that's very, very interesting. I've never heard of that before, but, like, it does make sense, but it would never work with these other big companies that have all these deadlines and everything like that, because Valve, oh, no. they don't focus on games, so to have... To have their like the employees just kind of float around and work on whatever they want to work on is fine, and I'm sure that they all have yeah. they all have job titles, so they all have uh, you know a, yeah they all have something to do every single day instead of just being floaters. But yeah. but it's like yeah, it's an interesting concept because Valve are a game developer and a publisher, so they don't have to worry about it. They don't have any deadlines they have to meet. They just have to meet their own stuff. Like sure. Valve King, like, they don't take shit from anyone, because a, develop, a publisher push a developer to make the game fast, but if Valve's just like, yeah, take it in. Yeah. Sure. It'll come out good, because every, again, every Valve game I see is usually like a 10 or a 9. They're, they've never dipped any lower, I don't think. Sure. Yeah. Except for 2, I think that one was like an 8.5 or something. Alright, well, 
There's another game that I want to talk about, and this game was already announced. I know that this game exists, but I still wanted to talk about it, and that's Bayonetta 3. Now, where the hell is Bayonetta 3? This game was first shown off on December 7th of 2017 at the Game Awards show. I remember there was this pretty cool trailer where you saw, like, uh, Bayonetta's foot. She has, like, those really cool heels with the guns. And I was pretty excited. Now, Nintendo has a lot of projects that are in the dark. We still have no idea what's happening with, like, Metroid 4. That was just, like, a title screen. I know that that game kind of went through, like, developmental hell. And then Nintendo was trying to make it in-house. And then they're like, yeah, we can't do this. So let's give it back to Retro, the same team that made the Metroid Prime 1 through 3 games. And so that game's been, you know hasn't been shown off in a long, long time. There hasn't been anything other than the title screen. And, you know, as time goes on, like, Bayonetta 3 has kind of been in the same um, predicaments. Like, again, we got that announcement, and then nothing ever since 2017. We haven't heard about this game in four years, and people have been asking, where's Bayonetta 3? Where's Bayonetta 3? Now, this game would never exist if it wasn't for Nintendo. Bayonetta 1, the original one, was multi-plat. It was on the 360. It was on the PS3. And it didn't sell all that well. And so everyone thought that we wouldn't see a Bayonetta 2. But what's interesting is that Nintendo came forward and they paid for, like, essentially, like, they helped fund. No, they funded Bayonetta 2, like, from the ground up. Like, they funded it. And so Bayonetta 2 was an exclusive on the Wii U, and that game came out in 2014. Now, what's very interesting about Nintendo and Platinum, like, kind of joining forces there is that, like, Bayonetta is, like, an M-rated game. She's a, this kind of hyper-sexualized witch, and she's got, like, like I said, like pistols in her in the heels of her of her shoes, and she like does these attacks where like her outfit is essentially made out, made out of her hair, and so when she does like these big like moves, like her hair, like she essentially goes nude to like do these big attacks, so, like her hair can like attack, and it's like it's such an un Nintendo thing to do, and so it was very very interesting when. When Bayonetta came exclusively on Nintendo platforms, and I was like, "Wow, that is okay. That that's huge for Nintendo because Nintendo is usually known as that family-friendly um, home console, right?" But then here they are, like funding Bayonetta, and they're they're doing the same thing here again with Bayonetta three. But I don't know, something feels different about Bayonetta three just because we haven't seen it in such a long time, and. I don't really know what's going on, but to have this game show up on this list is very interesting to me. Because why would Bayonetta 3 show up on games coming to NVIDIA? Like, uh, in, on NVIDIA streaming, like, there's no way this game's c- c- gonna be on PC, right? Like, I just, I, I, I don't know. It was very weird to see that. Like, do you have any, I don't, I know you never played Bayonetta, but like, do you have any thoughts on this at all? Um. See this list as well. Like this is for PC. It's so also, weird. Like yeah. I, I've no, has any other Bayonetta come to a PC game before? Or like maybe the first one. Huh. 
Okay. Maybe, because there's no way Bayonetta 2 came to PC. Like I said, Nintendo funded it. It's exclusive on the Wii U, and there was a, a Switch port that came out uh, when the Switch came out. So there, yeah. so it's on the Wii U and the Switch. Because hmm. the thing is, is like, I do think, genuinely, Bayonetta belongs on the PC. Like, again, as you said, Nintendo's a very, like, reserved kind of people. Like, yes. They don't want their the boobs being shown or they don't want any of that stuff like in my head it's I'm such an like, interesting partnership isn't it though like it's so weird it is it's, it's something that we've never seen but I don't mind it like <laughs> I, you know it's interesting I think Nintendo was desperate back in the Wii U era they they lost all third party support and all they really had to rely on was themselves for like that dark period in their in their history there with the Wii U, and they definitely saw that Platinum was struggling as well, and they decided to like help them out. Like you know, if I'll scratch your back if you scratch mine, and that's how I that's how I believe like Bayonetta came to be on on the Wii U, and it's just interesting because like now it's a thing, right? Like this is going this is going to be the second exclusive Bayonetta game on their platform. So, yeah, it's just, like, I don't know, it's interesting to, to like, look back at the history and see how this game came to be and, like, why it's on the, on, on like, it's, it's, and why it's exclusive on a Nintendo product, so. Mm -hmm. Like, the other thing I get is, like, there's, there's been mature Nintendo games before in the past. Oh, for sure. I'm trying to think of them as well. Oh, like, Eternal Darkness, that was a GameCube game that was made here in, in St. Catharines. Ooh, um, so that nice. was exclusive by Silicon Knights. Yeah, like there's there's a bunch of M-rated games. I'm I'm not saying there isn't, but yeah, but they're trying... they're few and far between compared it's... to like a, a Sony or a Microsoft, where almost everything's you know rated M for mature for the most part. So yeah, because when you think of Nintendo, you think of your Mario's and Zelda's and you know Super Smash Bros and stuff like that, and those are all very family-friendly games, so it's interesting. I I hope Bayonetta 3 is going to come out soon. I would love to see more of this, because that, that, that game's like a high-octane, very fast-paced, like, combat-heavy game with really cool powers, and Bayonetta herself is this kind of really cool, like, she's a sexy witch, essentially, and she's just, like, she's a smack-talker, and it's so cool to see that on a Nintendo product, and I just want to see more. So, like, seeing this game show up was was really cool to me because I was like, "Oh yeah, Bayonetta three! Like, where is this thing?" So, see if, it actually, if it showed up, did you actually buy it, or is that one of those games that you would not buy? Yeah, I think I would buy it. I don't know if I would buy it right away. I did buy Bayonetta two on the Wii U, and I bought like an early copy of that game, so it came with a physical copy of Bayonetta 1 and 2 on, on a disc, which is really cool. They okay. did like a second print run of Bayonetta 2 on the Wii U, where it just came with Bayonetta 2, so they got rid of the Bayonetta 1 disc, and so that that's not as desirable as like the first print run. And um, even when the, when the, with, with the, uh, the Switch version... Um, Bayonetta 2 is on the cart for the Switch, and it's a DLC code to download Bayonetta 1. So the, the only way to get a physical Bayonetta 1 game on a Nintendo product is if you had that early first print run on the Wii U, which is really cool. And 
I'm kind of glad that I have that because that's a little bit more desirable. So, yeah, I I do like Bayonetta. I've played both of them. I think they're pretty cool. Uh, I'm not in love with it. Like, I I do think they're really fun games and everything like that, really challenging. Mm -hmm. And it was really cool that with Nintendo, um, you know, funding this game, uh, Platinum put a bunch of, like, Nintendo characters that, uh, like, skins that Bayonetta could wear. So she could put, like, a Princess Peach outfit on. She could put, like, a Samus outfit on. Um, uh, uh, Star Fox outfit. Like, it was really cool, like... There was a bunch of really cool like Nintendo outfits in Bayonetta in Bayonetta One, I believe. So that was really cool. So yeah, I just want to see more of this game. I just want to see more of it, and I'm glad that this game was on the list, quote unquote. So I believe it's real. It is real. I just I just want yeah, to see I can, more yeah, of it. I can actually see it being real. Like it's one of those games that's probably in development right now, but oh, so, definitely. Both those when you're gonna see it, honestly. A hundred percent, a hundred percent, and we both know that like. Uh, Japan got hit really hard with COVID, oh, and um, Nintendo got affected the hardest in terms of uh, out of the big three, like Sony, Sony and um, Microsoft were able to bounce back relatively quickly, but Nintendo yeah. really went through all the steps to like with their with their lockdowns and things like that, and then I'm sure they're they're struggling more than most companies with uh, working remotely. Because um, that's such a tight niche uh, company, so yeah, I don't know. Yes. We'll see what's happening. I'm, I won't be surprised if we see a Bayonetta three announcement at some point, if not this year, next year for sure, early next year for sure. I'm sure that game's close to being finished. There's no doubt about it in my mind. So it's only a matter of time at this point before we see that game. But yeah. <laughs> Well, what else do you want to talk about, David? There's a lot on this list, so like, what's, uh, what's your kind of next pick here? There's two. I'm like, I'm leaning towards one. So, yeah, let's just talk about it. Uh, the big EA. Oh. Electronic Arts. Uh, they had two leaks. Or they had more than two, but like, these are the two I'm kind of focused on just because I thought one was quite interesting, and I like the other one as well. So they had Titanfall three announced or leaked unless they leaked um yeah um i played titanfall 1 and i played titanfall 2 and titanfall 1 was just multiplayer only so it didn't really do well like it kind of showed um what respawn could do but it was one of those games people played it for a few months and then afterwards they're like that's me done (laughs) but titanfall 2 oh that game was phenomenal. Even you played it as well. And that campaign, yeah, no, I played Titanfall too. The campaign's really phenomenal. good, and the multiplayer is pretty fun as well. I, I yeah. really, I did enjoy Titanfall too. Yeah, it's voiced by Optimus Prime as well. So you've got BB. He's Optimus. He's voiced by Optimus Prime. So like, you can't beat it. Like that game was pretty fucking phenomenal. But yeah, yeah, the fact that they said this game's being leaked, I don't think it's real. <laughs> Um, I don't think it's real for a few reasons, and a few reasons only is Titanfall One or Titanfall Two specifically did not sell well. Like it was not a good selling a, sell, a good selling game because everyone bought Titanfall One, got burned by that game, and then never went over to Titanfall Two. So Titanfall Two pretty much went to EA, EA Play pretty quickly, and then everyone kind of jumped on there and realized the game was actually good, and then. People played the game and then it reviewed well, but okay. But there's a few other things. Is 
Respawn's working on two big games as well in the background. Like, we all know Star Wars Fallen Order is a thing. Like, everyone in the mum knows it. If you've played Star Wars Fallen Order 1, you know Star Wars Fallen Order 2 is a thing. And they've also got Apex Legends. So the thing is, is like, they're quite a busy developer right now. And the thing is, is like, they've got, they've not got the biggest team as well. So like, they've got, I think they've got like, like, probably like 70, 70 guys, 70, 70 people there kind of thing. So it's not the biggest of publisher or developers. The thing is, is if you want to make Titanfall 3 and also Star Wars and also Apex, you're splitting your teams up like crazy and then getting them to do a lot of work. And that's why I'm like, I feel like Titanfall 3 at one point was a thing and then it's been put on the back burner and then this has came out and everyone's jumped on and went, oh my god, Titanfall 3 might be a thing. But I don't think it is. What do you think? Okay, well, I I have a different perspective on what you said there. Yeah, no, I I do like I totally understand what you're saying with um Respawn working on Fallen Order 2. I mean, Star Wars Fallen Order 1 was really well reviewed. Um I think it sold relatively well. And Apex Legends was like a drop it was a surprise release. It kind of just dropped out of nowhere and it kind of took the world by storm. And so both of those games are very popular. And I think the biggest problem with Titanfall 2 was that, like, EA kind of sent it out to die. It got released the same day as, like, Battlefield. And so they sent out two of their big games out on the same day. And Battlefield definitely had more of the uh, popularity behind it. And they kind of cannibalized their own franchises. Like, they put both two games, their own two games out on the same day, which made zero sense. And... I never played Titanfall 1 like you said it was a it was a multiplayer game that was exclusive on on the Xbox 1 and the 360 at that time and then Titanfall 2 so that didn't really help right yeah. Especially with like the whole controversy around the Xbox 1 during that time people weren't happy with Microsoft and yeah. so Titanfall kind of had a hard time with with the first one Fair now Titanfall that game was multi-platform it was available on everything, but unfortunately, yeah, it was just really bad timing for the release date, but it was one of those like slow, it was one of those games that had like a slow burn where yeah, you're absolutely right. The game did not sell well, but there's definitely like a cult following for this game. And I truly do believe that at some point we will see a Titanfall 3. I don't know how soon, but I do believe that Titanfall 3 definitely is in development because Apex Legends is set in the same universe as titanfall so you know i don't play apex legends but i do know that like respawn has been making like subtle hints uh at titanfall 3 and develop like being a thing in like the apex game and so we'll see what happens i know you you kind of don't believe it i know you're 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 kind of on the fence like yeah i don't i don't think titanfall 3 is a thing I'm gonna I'm gonna sway the other way, and I'm gonna say yeah, I, I do think this this game does have a chance at uh, seeing the light of day one day, uh, one of these days. No, 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 don't get me wrong. Is I feel like the game. Okay, well, yes, there's going there might be the day that's got the the light of day to come out, but the thing is, anytime soon. Oh no, God no! Like if they were to make a Titanfall three, 
it would probably be at least like after they lose the licenses to Star Wars, like at least 2023, like afterwards. Mm-hmm. Like you're at that point, Respawn's a very busy developer, and the fact that they're saying like, "Hey, make another game on top of it," I, I don't, I don't, I don't, no, I don't see it. I don't see it anytime soon. So yes, possibly in the future, but anytime soon, no, like. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I guess yeah. we'll see. No, I, I believe you. I, I, I totally agree with what you're saying. Uh, we won't see it for a while, and if we do, then that'll be a huge shock. But like you said, no, uh, the Star Wars relationship with like EA is running out in 2023. Um, Disney has already kind of made it clear that they're going to pick and choose their developers now for like what games they want being made and by like which company and this that and the next and so like you know these disney products aren't going to be exclusive and star wars not isn't going to be exclusive to ea anymore and just because like the rights the exclusive rights to are are going are getting taken out of like ea's hands that doesn't mean that like uh star wars and respawn won't continue to work together so like you know there's always the potential for a Fallen Order 3 and 4 and so on and so forth, but yeah, I don't know. It'll be very interesting to see what happens. Uh, Respawn is a very talented team, and I'll, I just want to see them, you know, to continue to, like, spread their wings and and uh, be that, like, top-tier developer that I believe they can be, so. Yeah, there's, so there's another game that's been titled that says Untitled Respawn Game. <laughs> so Right. Let's, let's, I mean, let's, our let's our best it. guess is obviously Star Wars Fallen Order Fallen. 2, right? Yeah, so I was thinking, there's Star Wars Fallen Order 2, Star mm-hmm. Wars Force Unleashed, that's not made by uh, Respawn. So, the only reason I think it's, it has to be Star Wars Fallen Order 2, because the thing is, is like, that game was the best-selling game, it even outsold FIFA, I believe. Uh, for EA, it was a top selling game of EA for the year it was out, right? Mm-hmm. So the thing is, is like EA, every time a game comes out for EA and it does well, they look at it from a numbers point of view and go, hmm, this game sold well, <laughs> let's make more. <laughs> so the thing is, is like, as well as that, it, it, it was a great game. Like, the thing is, is like, there's never really been a good Star Wars game lately. Like, every Star Wars game that's kind of came out has been like kind of meh and that's the thing is because again EA's owned the license for quite a while and they've been kind of piling out shite recently but you've, if you give a good developer a good title and they pile out like again Fallen Order 1 was probably one of the best games of the year and unfortunately you've you played the game a little bit haven't you? Yeah i played like more than half of it I didn't, I'll be honest I didn't finish it but what I did play of it, like, it's great. Um, it's yeah. a little rough around the edges. What the and, um, fuck? <laughs> no, no, no. There's, <laughs> there's some room, there's some room for improvement and everything like that. But for the most part, it's a very solid game. Yeah. No, I don't, and like, there's no, like, massive issues or anything. I just had, like, some, like, t- you know, like, tech, like, texture pop in or, like, um, clipping between, like, walls or textures and things like that or just having, like, stormtroopers like do weird animations when you kill them and things like that like just like things like that and i had like maybe a few issues with some of the platforming and things like and things like that but like nothing major no like 
again, I know you kind of have like a hat in this race. So like, I, I don't want to like push your buttons in terms of like, you know, Star Wars, you know, Fallen Order, but no, it's a great game. It really is. Another game that I really, really liked was Battlefront 2. And I understand there was all that controversy in the beginning. Um, but the Star Wars Battlefront been... games are, are, they're really well made. Yeah. Uh, both wow. of them are a little shallow. Sure. But in terms of graphics and just the way that game performs and plays is really, really solid. I understand. I understand. I understand. No, I know, but you were just saying earlier about, like, there hasn't been, like, a good Star Wars game. But in terms of, like, single-player campaign, yeah, like, Star Wars Fallen Order was really, really good. Yeah, and that's the thing is, is like, the the fact that Disney's went, all right, EA has come out and said that they don't want to extend the license. And pretty much the reason behind that is Disney pretty much forced their hand and said, let's just be blunt, Disney wants to make more money. Like, Disney are, like... If we give more developers more opportunities, we're going to make more games quicker and we're going to make more money. And that's the thing is, like, the fact that they gave it to, like, certain studios, like, Ubisoft got it. And see, I'm nervous about that just because, like, Ubisoft, for me, they make some good games. Like, the Far Cry games are, are kind of top tier for me. And then afterwards, it kind of just goes downhill. Like... The fact that you're giving it to massive studios who worked on the division and those games were average at best and you're giving them the IP of Star Wars, like we all know everyone can see it from a mile away, we can read it in the sand, like it's gonna probably be a Mandalorian game. You're gonna play as a, a Mandalorian and you're gonna wander around this open world and do bounty hunter things and that's the thing is I'm not a big fan of the fact that they I feel like certain developers certain developers deserve to keep the exclusive rights. And the thing is, EA wasted it, which I'll be the first to come out and say they've wasted it. But recently yeah, yeah. recently with like Fallen Order, like yeah, we're gonna see other ones in the future, but Disney are gonna have more say over it as well. So Yeah, and that's yeah. the problem. Like, if EA was coming out of the gates swinging with, like, Star Wars, you know, Star Wars Fallen Order as, like, their first game, and they were able to, like, push, like, higher-end, like, products with the Star Wars, you know, IP earlier on with their, like, exclusivity deal, there was a good chance, you know, there's a good chance that, like, Disney would have continued that partnership, but I don't like it just kind of took EA a long time to get the ball rolling, and then there was just all the controversy with like microtransactions and all that stuff, and yeah, I uh, think it, there was just like a couple strikes there, and then it yeah, and then like you said, like Disney's in it for the money, a hundred percent. There's no doubt about it. And so when you add all these factors together, like there's a reason why this partnership is ending, and there's a reason why like Disney's being a lot more picky about who they're choosing and. I wouldn't say picky. They're coming to Ubisoft. Guys. I, under, I understand <laughs> what you're saying, and like Aspire is making Star Wars, you know. Aspire and Ubisoft. Fuck Again, <laughs> I know those are very questionable decisions, and I don't know how well you know Disney knows like the gaming community and like these different developers and and publishers and things like that. But yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens. But yeah, so I think yeah. we'll see. I think we'll see. Again, we all think it's going to be Star Wars Fallen Order 2. I think we'll see. 100%. Guaranteed, 
Because the thing is, EA specifically said we're not going to see any Star Wars games until like 2022, which yes, you know, I'm fine with that. They actually came out and said that as well, so like, fuck it, like. But I don't mind it. Yeah, they were honest about it when they had their like EA showcase. There was no Star Wars because you know they set the expectations straight with people. So yeah, and that's fine. Because yeah. Star Wars uh, Fallen Order, the, like the first one came out in like 2019, so it hasn't. Been, it's not that old, and they just had like a 60 FPS frame rate boost on like the you know current gen consoles and everything like that. So like yeah. they've been kind of updating that game in the background, and it's definitely going to help them out uh, moving forward. So mm-hmm. yeah, I I also agree with you. I think that Untitled Respawn game is definitely uh, Star Wars Fallen Order too. Yeah, could be Titanfall uh, three. You never know. They could be the same thing. <laughs> you don't know. Uh, you're funny. But uh, yeah, let's, there's one other company that oh, was a that one. had a lot of games leaked, and that's Take Two Interactive. Now, there's some things that have been that got leaked a while ago. Like for example, the whole like GTA trilogy remaster. Like we know about this. Um, this isn't the first time that we've heard or seen these games, uh, show up on other people's list of, of, uh, projects in the making, but it's cool to see it again, I guess. Mm -hmm. I mean, people are definitely getting tired of seeing GTA 5 show up over and over and over again. Like, just, like, just show it off. Like, just do something like this. You're excited for GTA 5 again. No. Dude, I wasn't even excited for GTA 5 <laughs> in 2013. Oh. I just didn't care. You had to force me to buy that game. Like, I think you may have bought the copy for me because I just didn't want to play it. Like, way back on our 360, you know, when, when we were playing on our 360, like, I remember going to EB Games and you and I went together and you're like, bro, you have to get GTA 5. It's like the biggest thing in the world, blah, blah, blah. I just... I don't know what it is about GTA. Like, it just doesn't speak to me. I think I've talked about this on the podcast before. Like, it's whatever. It's fine. I don't care. Take it or leave it. It's fine. If this trilogy is true, David, like, are you gonna, are you gonna buy it? Are you gonna play GTA Three, Vice City, and Saint like Saint Andre like Saint Andreas again? Would would that be your thing? I was never a big fan of GTA 3 or Vice City or any of these games. Like Everyone else around me played all these games and talked about like the hot right. coffee glitch and you can spawn like jets into everything. To be honest, I was like, eh. Like, I played it once and I remember I just drove around, like I shot some cops and then I picked up a prostitute and then shot her. Um, but that was about it. Like, I, I, I genuinely did not like these games. Like, I never got into GTA until like GTA 4. Like GTA Four was when I was like, oh, this is a this is a banging game. So I could, I think it's coming. We all know it's coming, but I, I I'm not gonna buy it. I, no, I, I don't care. Yeah, neither am I. I don't really care that much either. And from what I'm hearing, it's just like a it's it's a remaster, so it's just gonna be like upgraded like graphics to some degree. And yeah, I mean, you know. Rockstar has the money, so I'm sure you're still going to get the same songs on the radio and everything like that, because licensing deals like expire, and sometimes that that's a that's a nightmare for um, certain you know developers and things. But Rockstar has all the money in the world, so I'm sure 
I'm sure you'll be just fine if you if you're really into like the soundtrack and everything like that. And who knows, you might get even more songs that are added to like the radio stations and things like that. But yeah, I, I would yeah, play. I would sorry. go to my friend's house and play them for fun for like maybe an hour, just run away from the cops and things like that. But I just didn't really care. It, yeah. it was fine. It was a it was a good escape for like a little bit, but it was never really my thing and. It never has been, so that's fine. Yeah, is there uh what well. do you want to... Oh, what's that, bro? Oh, well, there's two big games. I'm so excited for both of these. Yeah, uh, talk about it, man. Bring them up. What one? What one, though? Talk about the first one. The first one on our list. I think that's a smaller one. That, that That's a quick one that we can what, knock Bioshock, out of the park. What, the Bioshock remaster coming to PC? All right, guys. It's coming to PC. <laughs> Done. <laughs> is, it, is it not on PC? It's got to be on PC already. No, it has to be. It's, yeah, but it's a remastered, so think about that one. So it's it's already on PC, but you're thinking, like, 2007. But, so but like, the, is the trilogy? The collection's on, P- on PC as well, yeah. So. David? Yeah, you just cut it there, bro. Oh, sorry. Oh my oh, gosh. Oh, <laughs> oh, so I was saying, is Bioshock, is Bioshock trilo- like the trilogy not on PC? It's it's definitely on PC. So it's on PC. So Bioshock One, Bioshock Two, um, Infinite, and then Bioshock Collection is there as well. So yeah, hundred percent. They're all Steam, so you can buy them all. But it's just a remastered, so. What else are they gonna do? It's so weird. I don't understand. That might just be a port, the port, the same port that, like, you yeah. know, the same with like all the other games are reported on there. Yeah, so that's probably was, nothing. If I'm being, I think honest. it was one of those games that was on the list and has been there for a while, and they just put it onto the next list. But the big game, the big game, Bioshock 2022. How excited are you for this game? Um. I wish I could say, like, take my money and, you know, say no more, but I do have some reservations with this new Bioshock game. As do I. As do I. Um, you know, it's not being made by the same studio as Bioshock 1 and Bioshock Infinite. It's being made by Cloud Chamber Studios from if the rumors are are, are true, which... I, it's not even a rumor. There's job listings online, so it's definitely being made by Cloud Chamber Studios. Um, yeah. Can I just say, it, the one thing is, like, in my head, I'm the biggest Bioshock fan you'll get. I love the first one. Uh, I, I enjoyed the second one, and I enjoy Infinite, right? Yeah, you but have artwork it, in your home of Bioshock. Of course I do. That's not yeah. big So the thing is, is that game, in my opinion, is Ken Levine. Ken Levine made the first one, he made the third one, or he made Infinite, and then he's left to go do his own thing. And the thing is, is like, when Ken Levine didn't work on it, we got Bioshock 2. And Bioshock 2 is either people enjoy the game, or people hate the game because they like the first one. So the thing is, is like, there's like interviews, I don't know if you've ever seen interviews back in the day for Ken Levine when he was uh, going through like Bioshock Infinite. So um, you would see like uh, the actress who plays Elizabeth and he would be in a sound booth and he would want to make her cry to get like a, a genuine kind of like experience from uh, like the actress to make sure she sounds like she's actually crying in the game. So he would go into the studio office with her, into the 
um, into the the sound booth, and he would like get her to she would ask to shout at him or shout at her. So he'd call her like a whore. He'd say like, "Oh, you're you you just kill me," kind of thing. Like trying to get her to be in the same space as like Elizabeth. And the thing is, is like I don't know a lot of like game directors or anyone like that that would actually do that. Like Ken Levine, in my mind, is Bioshock. Like there's and there's a, a there's a gameplay back in the day. Like honestly, I saw this video in like two thousand and two thousand six, I thought, which is like it was original Bioshock getting shown. And Ken Levine, like, this is like he works on System Shock, and System Shock was in space, but he wanted to make another game that seemed like System Shock but wasn't System Shock. Then Bioshock came around. It was under the water, and it, like he knew this game before it came out. He knew everything about what he wanted the game to be like. You can tell he was a perfectionist with Bioshock. Like, he went through, like, you would, would see him in interviews talking about the audio logs where he would say, I went and, like, listened to the audio logs to make sure they were perfectly done. He would go through the gameplay with you, be like, this is the guns and this is how they look. You can tell he was, like, an integral part of that team. And the thing is, is, like, in my opinion, like, Battleshot 1 is a, a piece, a, a work of art. A game is, like, Perfect. There's no, no, there's one level which is not that good, but every level is good. Like, the, it's got one of the best, like, twists in gaming history. And then Bioshock Infinite as well is another piece of gaming, like, history in my book as well. And then the thing is, is like, when Ken Levine wasn't working on these games, they made Bioshock 2. And the thing is, is like, yeah, the game is good, it's fun, but it doesn't have the same polish on it. The Bioshock 1 and 2 and Infinite does. And the thing is, is like, that's why I have little faith about these people. Like, yes, they're a first time developer, but Bioshock is Ken Levine. You're taking away, that's like taking away your son and then saying, I want you to make it another one identical. Like, you're not gonna, it's not gonna work. Like, it's either gonna be a Bioshock 2 quality game or it's gonna be something very different. And people are gonna not like it. That's my kind of opinions on it. So I'm very opinionated when it comes to Bioshock. <laughs> oh, 100 percent. Yeah, I know that. So as like a huge Bioshock fan, David, where do you want to see this game go? Because it's almost been 10 years since Bioshock Infinite came out. That game came out in 2013. It's currently 2021. If there was even an announcement for Bioshock, this new Bioshock game, I don't see it coming out until. 2022, 2023. Yeah, I could see that announced in 2022, and then it would be like, oh, it's coming in 2023 or something like that. 100%, yeah, I see that too. I don't think we're going to get any more big, big announcements. Maybe at the Game Show Award at the end of the year, things like that, but mm, I don't know if we'll see a Bioshock. I don't I don't really see that being a thing, but you never know. Nah. But again, I would love to go like, back to Where do you want to see this game? Yeah, you want to go back to Rapture again? Because I feel like some people are tired of that, but... no. Like, the thing is, is, like, Columbia was nice. Like, I still remember the first bit in Columbia where you launch up and you see the this, this statue. Like, in Bioshock mm-hmm. 1, it was the opposite because you're going the down. Lighthouse. and No, you're going to the lighthouse and you go down. And yeah, then yeah. you go up. So the thing is, is, right. like, Columbia looked really nice. It looked gorgeous. And Rapture was the complete opposite. It was a city that was going to shit. Right? And that's the thing is, mm-hmm. like, in the DLCs, they did, like, prequels kind of thing, and they kind of covered, like, the prequel and how 
like Rapture used to kind of look and how um, it kind of went down into chaos and everything like that. But the thing was with Columbia, it just pretty much went to shit within like 20 minutes as soon as Booker arrived. Like, yo, shit hit the fan. <laughs> like this whole like um, like city just went to shit within like a few. So like, would you want to see like maybe like a like a prequel to Bioshock Infinite? Like we get like more of Columbia, but like earlier on, like would you want to see that kind of stuff or no? No, I would like to go back to Rapture and do like a true like prequel, like not any of the DLC. Like I want a true like prequel leading to like the downfall of Rapture. Like that would be interesting because there's a lots of stories behind that and everything that went down. Like again, like I I know you know this, but there's like every Bioshock game used before one was like Unreal Engine four and. They rumored that this game's going to be on using Unreal Engine 5 just because it's going to be a PS5 and um, Xbox X uh, exclusive, right? Right. But I sent you a video recently, right? (laughs) And it was Bioshock 1 if it was run on Unreal Engine 5. So some guy used the assets from Bioshock 1 and put it into Unreal Engine 5. And that Mm. game was fucking phenomenal. And like even you said that game looks so good. You know, no, it did. It did. Yeah, I do remember. Yeah, and that's the thing is like, I would like to go back under the water just because like being under the water like it was nice to look out and to see like kind of like ocean and stuff. And don't get me wrong, Infinite was fun, but like I wasn't a fan of clouds. Like I liked being underwater and being trapped. If you know what I mean, it kind of gave like a more of like a suspense kind of thing because there was Bioshock originally was meant to be a bit of a horror game, like it was an action horror game. That's what it was advertised as, and there was a few kind of jump scares as well. Like you could go and see like the dentist, for example, and he would spawn behind you, or um, like the big daddy attacking you, like things like that. Yeah, like certain things like this. Like no, um, I get that. And that's the thing is that imagine the game, imagine Bioshock 2022 meets Dead Space. Like, proper, Man, that'd be cool. a, a proper scary under the water game. Because the thing is, is like, Bioshock Infinite got rid of like the big daddy and replaced it with like one fight against the Songbird. And I enjoyed fighting the big daddies. I enjoyed the random kind of battles every so often. And, I don't know. I just, I just adored the first game. The first game was just a work of art for me. And like, I, I just don't know if we're ever gonna get that again. That was like lightning on oh. a bottle, and I feel really bad, you know, for Cloud Chamber Studios because they have like such an uphill battle that I don't know if they're ever going to reach the summit. Yeah. Because people's expectations of Bioshock is just so high. People still talk about 2007. Like, it was the best year ever, and, you know, Bioshock's always in the center of that conversation, and, you know, people love Bioshock Infinite. You know, it's notorious for having, like, a 10 out of 10 uh, with certain reviewers, and like you said earlier, with with Kevin Levine not being there... It's just, it's just gonna be so, so difficult with this game having to reach the expectations people have come to learn with Bioshock. That I'm, I'm, I'm very concerned. And there's rumors going around that this was going to be like an open world Bioshock game. And Mm. you were just talking about how you want this like Dead Space, like 
kind of suspenseful game, and if it's open world, that goes out out of the window immediately. No, like right? I wouldn't be, I wouldn't mind open world aspects. Like, well, because like the original Bioshock is like claustrophobic. You you know yeah. like when you're going to like different rooms, you're like walking through like you know like the glass pipes, and some of them like some like the like the they're leaking and things like that. Like quote unquote like you know like it could collapse on you in any moment, but like it never does. But like it leaves you kind of wondering and things yeah. like that. So ah, I I I know what you mean. I would love to see it you know, go to Rapture as well, like, go back underwater and see what more you could pull from 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 that environment, but yeah, from Rapture, but it's just they, like, Kevin Levine did such a good job at wrapping everything up that I don't really know what more you can do with it, but I guess we'll see. Because uh, it is, it's real, but the, there is a new Bioshock game in development. It's definitely real, but what is it exactly? Nobody knows at this point. But yeah. out of all the games that were leaked in this like uh, document, David, which one are you most excited for? Like, if if they were all real, if I told you today, David, oh. every single game that was leaked here, it's all real. Like, which one would you want to play first? Like, what would be like your day one like? That that's my number one game. Like I'm gonna play that. Oh, Half Life Two Remaster for sure. Wow. Okay. But, uh, honestly, that game is a work of art. Like I played that game so much. Like I beat the campaign in that game and went. Have you ever sat at the end of the campaign and just like what the fuck? It was like what just happened? And it's one yeah, of those Alan things. Oh fuck. Oh yeah, you got flashlight, flashlights of ghosts unsorted um though half-life 2 like left it on a cliffhanger it was a cliffhanger and a half i'd be waiting 17 years <laughs> 17 years for a sequel but I'd, right. I'd, I'd, i wouldn't make the remastered like sure like if they if they could like you did the bit where you get oh you get like the the, the ad lines and stuff like that oh it was so fun <laughs> your little ball you could squeeze <laughs> i just love that game so much you meet this old ball. Like it is pretty much a squish a stress ball. It's like you, you get this ball, you squeeze, and this juice comes out, and then oh. you chuck it, and you chuck it, and like these ad lines come out of absolutely fucking nowhere. Like they just huh. come out of nowhere, and it's like they'll, they'll tear the combine apart. But it was just such a good game. And then you've got okay. the portal, you've got the, the gravity gun, which is just, uh, there's a bit oh, where the gravity, this gravity turn, gun turns into the OP gravity gun, and then you can fucking, just fuck any, fuck any shop. Like you literally turn into God. Like, yeah. What about you? What's your your go to game? Mm, see, that's a tough one. I would say GTA Five. I'm I'm really excited for the PS Five version. So am I. Um, so am I. They're giving away a million dollars for free in the game, and that really speaks to me. So I'm like yeah. really really excited about all the extra enhancements and everything. I so. I'll, I'll say GTA to... 5. I really want to know what happens with Franklin, to be honest. I just want to know. Oh, so like hopefully they can wrap up that story because it's been on a cliffhanger forever. Uh, yeah. no. No, for me, in all honesty, Bioshock, the new one. Like, I know, I, I know I have my concerns and everything, but if you told me I could play one of these games today, which one would it be? It would be the new Bioshock. I just want to know what it is. I want to see it. I want to play it. See, I, I'm still I would, really excited. 
Like, I understand, like, Kevin Levine's not part of it, all that stuff. We just talked about all that. We just hashed that all out. But I'm still excited for a new Bioshock. Like I said, it's almost been 10 years. It's very exciting that, like, Bioshock is still a thing. Like, there wasn't a Bioshock game on the PS4. Like, it skipped out that entire generation. Sure, we got the, the remastered trilogy. And, like, that's nice. But it was nothing new. I had already played all those games on, you know... On my 360, so. Uh, You've not played all those games. You played Infinite. (laughs) I'm gonna pause you there. I played Infinite, and I own and I own the first one on 360. Yeah, you did that yet? Uh, yeah. Did you? Did you? Yeah. I got the platinum. I did. So Uh, I beat it. Fuck off! You did not beat that game. No, but no, in all honesty, like Bioshock, I guess if you asked me if I could play one of these games today, like what would it be? I mean, it'd be Bioshock. Well, if they went, you'd go back to Rapture. <laughs> would you be like, right. I'm, not, I'm not against it. I'm not against it. I just want to know like where they're taking this, their angle. Like what, what's, what's going to make Cloud Chamber Studios stand out from yeah. the other Bioshock games? Like what, what are they going to do as a team to like, Re like revitalize the series because there's always going to be those hardcore fans from way back in the day that played the Bioshock games. But what about all these new like all the new people? Because the gaming industry just keeps growing and growing and growing, and a lot has happened since 2013. You know what I mean? And so you you need to you need to excite the old the old fans that have like a huge that have huge expectations. For for a new Bioshock, but then you also have to excite brand new fans that have never played a Bioshock game. And so how how do you do that? And so, like I said, they have a really hard road ahead of them, but I hope they can pull it off. I'm hoping for a miracle. I'm yeah. praying for a miracle. If they said Ken Levine is the new creative director, I'd be like, oh my I'll god! Show. If they literally just said, hey guys, we hired Ken Levine back, I'd be like, all right, perfect. <laughs> Take my money. <laughs> Take it. <laughs> But as of right now, the fact that I don't know who it is, and Ken Levine has got no... Even if he just, like, gave his blessing, like, hey, they reached out to me, uh, I took a look at this game, like, I know, like, you know what I mean? Like, they they show me where they're taking the uh, direction of this game, and, like, it has my blessing. If he, yeah, if he was a consultant, I'd be if like, okay, cool. Form of, if he did some sort of thing, if Ken Levine did Ken Levine magic right. on it, I would, I would, it would, it would have the game wouldn't have any issues. One hundred percent. It's not Ken Levine, and that scares me because the thing is, I no. played Bioshock Two. Bioshock is a pile. Bioshock Two is a pile of. <laughs> it's like three four three. It's like three four three trying to chase after that Bungie Halo magic. It's just never going to happen, and they keep like I, I don't know with every Halo game coming out, they keep trying to go to their like roots. But like three four three's roots weren't they're not bungee. You can't that that's not your roots. You have to create your own roots and you have to create your own path. And they've three four three has been living in bungee shadow and they'll never get out of that shadow. No. Doing this kind of like Until they kill Master Chief. Like they have to kill Master Chief. Like if they kill Master Chief and make a new Spartan, they'll do their own thing. Bungie owns or doesn't you know what I mean? Bungie owns technically in my head, I feel like Bungie is Master Chief. Like, yeah, like so, that's the thing. 
Like, let's say he cannot get without Shadow. Cloud Chambers is always going to live in Kevin Levine's, like, shadow. Oh, and there's 100%. nothing you can do about it. Same 100%. with Sleepless Lee is always living in Bungie's shadow. And people are always going to bring that up. And there's nothing you can do to ever avoid that. That's that's something that's set in stone. So Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Um, yeah. All right, David. I think it's time that we wrap this up. It's it's probably been a long one. We've had uh, some technical difficulties trying to record this one. Marley yep. always, uh, he's always, you know, making his appearance in these episodes. So, all right, guys. I hope you enjoyed. Oh, sorry. What's that, buddy? It was just very cool when it came to Final Fantasy. So yeah, he's a big Final Fantasy guy. Um, yeah, he is. Played none of them. He's a huge fan. Yeah, but uh, yeah, guys, this has been episode nine. Next week we're gonna hit episode ten, and I'm actually like pretty excited about that because I just I didn't think we would ever get this far. Like this has always started off as like something we just did for fun, and it's just kept going and going. And again, we've had technical difficulties. We've had some hard discussions about like what we want to talk about. Like there's a lot of things that go on in the background here with us, but like. If there's one thing I can say, I've, I've always had fun doing these with you, and I, I want to keep this up, and I, I love doing it, you know. So I, I don't want to get all mushy at the very end here, but, yeah, I hope you guys really enjoyed Episode 9 of the Gaming Hour podcast. As always, you guys have been joined by Joshua Beamer and my best David. friend. David Deans. And David Deans. All right, guys, we'll catch you guys in the next one. Peace. One.